0: All right, everybody. We're here uh, in our sales meeting now. Uh, we are shifting gears to uh, our weekly sales meeting. Do we have uh, Rick Picard available?
1: Yes, he's here.
0: Well, oh, man, what'd you think of that group, huh?
1: <laughs> I just got the tail end of it.
0: That sounded really good, man. We yeah, got all it kinds did. of all kinds of success from those guys. Huh? We got the uh, we just had the week we just had the week with Gem Plumbing. We did a bunch of uh, you know stuff with those guys, and uh, I'm really proud to hear some of the results we had. You know, we have. Uh, Still have about uh, well, it sounds like we have about ten people on the line with us here. So uh, not from different around different parts of the country. It looks like some San Diego people and people around different places. Uh, so let's talk about uh, we talk, now we're now we're talking about in-home salespeople. Where this is a, this is our weekly hour of power sales meeting with in-home salespeople. And uh, Rick, you're on the line still with us, and yes. uh, and uh, you talk a little bit about some of the experiences we have had this week, and uh, and also talk about. Uh, uh, this week I want to kind of make the subject about kind of going back to kind of the sequence and what salespeople, uh, the kind of the overall sequence of things, and, and what the first call is about and what the second call is about and how there's really two calls on every call you go on and how you know, there's a first se- first part of the sequence and a second part of the sequence. Rick, you, you understand that now, right? Oh, uh,
1: right, absolutely, and it's, it's especially more important this time of year when we're between seasons, it's very me. tempting to be giving um, – I just go out and do a lot of estimates instead of really finding out when people are ready to make a decision Mm -hmm. Uh, because you do get a lot of people this time of year who want, but who say they're not ready to make a decision. So you you really have to make it a two-step process more now. I mean, there's more of a need as as extremes in weather, cold or hot Mm
0: -hmm. people
1: more have to make a decision right away. But uh, in between seasons, I feel that they're experiencing that they're, they more feel they have time to make uh, a decision. So, A lot of times, especially uh, with us, um, they do such a good job at getting us out to uh, talk to people that uh, a lot of times we're the first people that are in the door. Mm -hmm. So, uh, really, it's important that we don't uh, reveal any really information on that first call.
0: Yeah, so, so let's talk about the first call. Actually... When it comes to doing, you want to call estimates, or what, what I call opportunities, because I don't really use the word. Est- I tried to use the word estimates because right. I think estimate is kind of a poor, right. a poor language. uh... Have you found yourself changing your language at all, Rick? Anything? Right. Anything? Yeah, that's
1: why I said uh... you know you, it's easy to go out and do a lot of estimates, and and that's why we don't. I don't do that anymore. I I really make presentations to people who are ready to make a decision. Yes.
0: Yeah, so, so there's two. So so really, there's two calls on when you're when you're on those kind of I call open opportunity calls as opposed to calling it an estimate or or god forbid calling it a bid which right. is like I mean what is this eBay we're talking about <laughs> That's right, yeah. you know so so it's not eBay this is uh when pe- people are people are going going to uh you know uh, go to market and trying to purchase you know your services it's not a bid it's not an auction it's not uh, you're not doing estimating you're doing uh, you know, giving giving people a chance to go out an opportunity of, of of purchasing your services and your warranties and all the special things you do. So there's really two calls on every call that you go on. Now the first call is just about figuring out what's going on. Well, what kind of things? You, now in the first part of the call, you know, or just the first you know, called the first call I call it. Even 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 on the same call, there's two calls. There's the first call where we're to find out what what the landscape is like. What kind of information are you trying to find out, Rick?
1: Well, the, the first thing I want to find out is if if there's really a need for our services. If there's not a need for our service, there's really no need to go any further.
0: Right. Is it because of people people think they uh, they're calling and they're saying, you know, we're thinking about getting an air conditioning in it. Right. And uh, of course, if they're just thinking about it. Why are we here right now?
1: Exactly. You know, you really uh, think that's a good. There's little keywords that you hear about that are very non-committal, and that's what they'll do all the time. They'll say yeah. we're thinking about it or we're getting quotes or this, and then you know that's when you really you can't let that pass. Buy you, you really have to hit on that. Oh, are you just thinking thinking about doing this or is this something you're really serious about?
0: I see. So isn't that, uh, and that's actually the first indication that the buyer has that you're a good listener, isn't it? Right. Because if you're, um, if you are uh, listening very carefully, you're going to listen to those things like a customer saying, you know, just so you know, we're just, so what are you, what are you hoping to do on this call? Well, we just want to get some numbers. And uh, you know, right now we're in, we're in the process of gathering bids or gathering information, right? Right. And so then you got to clarify that. And, of course, to clarify it means, oh, so you're just gathering information. You're not, So you're not doing anything today on this, right? There's no – you're not purchasing today, right? Right. And they go, oh, no, no, we're not doing that. We're just getting numbers and then, of course, we'll give you a call back if we're interested. You know, don't worry about that. And, of course, now that doesn't mean that's what's going to happen because there's two calls. Now, the first first part of the call is just finding out information, and that's a given. You're going to be there on that call. But the second part of the call you don't necessarily have to, uh, have to do today, do you?
1: Right. Uh, and actually it would be more beneficial if you didn't do it, especially when you find out if they're gathering numbers and they've told you that they're not going to make a decision mm-hmm. and, and they said there's no chance they're going to make a decision, then there would be, there's no good reason for you to, to make a uh, a presentation at that time.
0: Hey, Rick, have you, have, if you see anybody who says that they're gun, uh, at the door, they say, oh, yeah, yeah we, we want to get this stuff put in as soon as possible, but then later on you hear language that... Uh, that kind of uh, indicates that they probably aren't going to make a decision today. Have you heard? Can you give us some examples of something like that that you might have heard?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I people said they want to get something done right away, and then they uh, towards the end they start to, you know, backtrack. Uh, that's when I question the situation with them, and I ask them, well, what you know, when I, I'll, I'll ask them, you know, sort of if I ask you a question, and then I'll say to them, you know, when I came in, you were pretty much looking to make a decision right away. And now it seems like you're kind of backing off a little bit. You know, what did I do to make you feel like you didn't want to purchase today?
0: Well, and that's, called that's of course, called the responsibility tactic to say, what did I do, right? Right. And, of course, no, you did nothing, Rick. Let's face it. You're not, uh, it's not not you. We just have a lot to think about, right? Something well, like
1: that. yeah, you know, but if I really did nothing, then, you, you know, what, what, what would you be doing right now?
0: Yeah, I guess we'd be going forward.
1: Right, so yeah, come on, you can come clean with me off the record. What did I do? Uh,
0: no, you didn't do it. Okay, let's we'll we'll figure out something here today. So so now all of a sudden, uh, maybe it makes them think a little bit more about maybe I should be deciding today. Why am, why am I waiting? What am I? Uh, it kind of wakes. Doesn't it kind of wake them out of the subconscious? Rick? Right.
1: Yes. You know because you know what by doing this by doing your process. Um, I really wasn't thinking right about it. I was thinking that people really wanted to space their time and get three quiz quotes or bids or whatever it was. And the truth is they don't really want to. The truth is if you could show them something that they wanted today, uh, majority of the time they, they would purchase it. You know, they really don't want to go through this whole belabored thing of talking to all these different people. It's just you have to – put them in, a, in, a, in the mindset that they're going to make a decision today and then give them such uh, so many different opportunities that there's nothing hindering them from making that decision.
0: Hey, Rick, do you feel like on the first call when people are saying we're just gathering numbers or that type of stuff, that sometimes people are testing to see if you're the type of person who's any, any different than anybody else? Like, like once you prove that you're actually different, then all of a sudden now the whole world opens up. I found that sometimes just by saying I'm not going to go, I'm not going to do everything everybody else does. We're not going to, I'm not going to leave you behind a bit. I'm not going to do that. That sometimes that wakes people up to thinking, yeah, here's a guy who's totally different. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times that they've gone and said they weren't going to make a decision. And I'm walking out with a check in my hand. Yeah. You know, I, it, you know, um, it just by questioning the situation, getting them. And, you know, uh, another thing that uh, I, I really liked was, um, question, well, you know, you, so you, you tell you're getting multiple bids. just again. Question that situation. You know, why do you feel that's the best way?
0: Yeah, why is it getting multiple bids? I mean, uh, what are you hoping to hear from other people that I'm not going to provide? Right. I'm not sure what uh, you, you haven't even heard. You haven't even heard my my stuff yet, and you're already saying you're going to uh, get other bids. I mean, how do you know that, How do you, how are you so sure that what I have isn't what you want?
1: Exactly. You know, and 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 you know, I'll ask them um, the exact question. Or if I was able to show you a bunch of different options, and there was something you felt there that you thought was right for you, uh, what would be holding you back from making a decision today?
0: Yeah, yeah, well, why wouldn't you decide today? Yeah, that's a right. good point. Yeah, yeah, that's a good Yeah, that's, that's good stuff. It's like I think that's uh it that goes back, kind of back to that. it's kind of in the, I guess for salespeople, and that kind of convince me stuff. It's really a different. It's a little bit different than service people cuz service people we kind of realize that you know that people should be, are convinced because something's not working right, right on service, exactly. service calls, but on a sales calls, not necessarily. It's something that we're kind of looking to improve, maybe proactively, and sometimes uh, they they themselves haven't convinced themselves that it's really something right. they want to move forward and, with, right? And,
1: and you know uh, what I learned also uh, when I was going to buy something, I was going to buy a, a dog fence, one of those invisible dog fences for my dog. Yeah, and I made three appointments um, just because I wanted to see the sales tactics for the three guys that came. Uh huh. All right. So I made these three appointments. Well, what do you think happened? The first guy came, made such a good presentation to me, and I liked everything he had to say. Uh-huh. I just bought it from him.
0: <laughs> uh, you, couldn't, you couldn't even get three bids. <laughs> I couldn't even,
1: I, you know, he, and I had all true reasons for doing
0: it. I mean, uh-huh. it was
1: only a fifteen hundred dollars purchase or something.
0: Yeah, you're doing like a science experiment, right?
1: And I couldn't <laughs> even fall through with it because the guy was so so good. So. You know, I, I I so that's why I started to say to myself, I think a lot of my own customers probably feel that way. Yeah. You know, I, and because what happened was, I said, listen, I'm really busy. I don't really have the time to make those other two appointments. Yeah, so, and, so, you know, what are they really going to say that's any different than what this guy said?
0: Yeah, so that's kind of what I want to make the impression on people is that the first call you go on as an in-home salesperson, even though the customer says they're not going to purchase right now, that doesn't mean you couldn't influence them to go ahead and purchase before the end of this first call. That, that you couldn't, uh, that you couldn't turn it around and make them sound like. Because I think people are just looking for somebody who is functional in a sea of dis- dysfunctionality. Like they see, they see everybody else who isn't operating the right way, and they see finally somebody comes in who is operating the right way, and they're like, I can't let that guy go. It's just too rare to get a guy who's going to do the job the right way here. Right. And you, you rarely, you rarely see it. So. So, so things that go into to, to determining whether or not you should move on or uh, whether or not a decision is going to be made today. Now, <clears throat> let's say that people say that they're adamant, Rick, and they say, you know what, we're not going to, uh, We're not. no matter what, we're not going to decide today. It's just not going to, uh, no matter what, it's just not going to happen, right? Right. Then
1: so, that happens, yep.
0: So on that kind of call, then, uh, then, we set up a, then, then at that point you go right into second gear, which is to not, not focus on a presentation today because since one is not imminent or somebody has not agreed that you're going to go forward with it, then you got to determine when you will go forward with the price presentation. So there's two parts of the call. One is to kind of see what's going on and see when the best time to present will be. And the second part of the call is then to make your presentation, correct? Correct. Now, uh, what what, what goes into the the strategy about doing that? I mean, uh, probably one of the fears that some people have is coming back a second time well, it could be a time waster, in one thing. Mm-hmm. And the second thing it could be is uh, a situation where you might lose a sale to somebody else. Somebody might come in and get the job before you get it. I mean, is that kind of, how do you, what do you do to defeat those two uh, fears? Rick? Well,
1: the first thing I do is I, I talk to them uh, and find out when they are going to make a, make a decision.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, a lot of times they'll come up, well, we're going to make a decision uh, next Friday. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, all right, why why is next Friday the date? Is there anything happening between now and then? And they'll say, yes, we have these other two companies coming out and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I go, okay. So, uh, you know, I'd, I, I'd like to ask if you could do me a favor. If you would allow me to come back on that Friday when you're ready to make a decision, um, I could go back, shop my pencil, put a nice, together a nice presentation for you. All I'd ask is if I come back on that date, if you, if you don't like what I have to offer you, what, what are you going to say?
0: And uh, do be, are people sometimes confused when you do that? Yeah, I, they
1: they they got to they definitely got to stop and think about it.
0: They got to think. It's like, what are you asking me? Yeah, yeah, I was like, well, well yeah, got I right? have to
1: repeat that again. I'm like, would you like me? <laughs> I says, if if I come back on, the, on the next Friday and you don't like what I have to offer you, what are you going to say?
0: Uh, I guess we will tell you no. I guess right, right.
1: Exactly. But you know, what would be better if I showed you something and you really liked it. Then what would you say?
0: Oh yeah, we we'll go ahead and probably do the work then.
1: Okay, so we have an agreement that I'm going to come back and you're going to make a decision on that date. Yeah. Now another thing is you have a couple other people. You know, you t- now now you're sure that you're not going to make a decision before that date. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to get a call saying that you've already decided to go with someone
0: else. Right. No, no, no. We're going to wait for you because uh, we definitely have. To, I would definitely want to get you a bid. I mean, you're definitely somebody I want to, you know, he- hear hear what your number is for sure.
1: Well, I really appreciate that because you're definitely someone I want. I want to come here. I didn't just come here to give you an estimate. I came here to. To do you know to do this job for you, so that's mm-hmm. important to me to be able to come back and take the time and, and meet with you again.
0: Well, that's awesome. So so, so you actually tell them that you know, I came I didn't come here just to estimate it. I came here to get the job right Right. To, to let people know that's your intention and that's you know let me tell you something don't you think you know there's a whole uh, there's a whole, there's a whole guy who has a whole industry written on the power of intention Wayne Dyer has a a whole thing called the power of intention that if if you knew what you were actually trying to get us and you can communicate that to the customer that what, what, what I'm trying to do on this call. Which I'm here to do the work. I'm here to get the work. Done. I'm here to get this job done for you. I'm not here to estimate. You know, right. I think service people and everybody could learn from that. Don't you think that that this is something that uh, by communicating that the it's not it's not weird to communicate that you're here you're there to get the job.
1: Right. Exactly. And you know? and I think just by verbalizing that to the customer, it changes your attitude and your approach to the job. Right. Um, because now you get yourself out of the estimating mode into. Bonding with that customer to help them to make a decision your way, mm-hmm. and so how you approach the call with that mindset is totally different than if you're just going out and spitting out quotes to everybody.
0: Right. Yeah. Because not not about quoting. Because quoting is something you do if you're a philosopher. You <laughs> right. you know you, uh, <laughs> exactly. you 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 get some quotes and maybe you're. Uh, you, know, you get some quotes in a dictionary or something like that, but this is not this is not you're not philosophy. This is uh, nothing
1: to fear but fear yeah. itself.
0: Yeah, it's not a bid, this is not ebay, an auction, this is not an estimate, you know, it's not a second guess, this is uh, firm pricing we're doing. Right. Now on the second call, you're setting up the second call. Now the expectation on the second call, um so so you've made an agreement to say, oh, you come back and get a yes or no on that second call. Right. Uh, before you do that, now you're out there, uh, you're going to come back to the house. Do you usually uh, make a call to to say uh, you're coming back then, or how do, yes, you, what do you do I, that? I
1: make a call and say I'm just confirming my appointment on Friday. Um, usually I'll do it two days before, sometimes the day before.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, and sometimes it will just happen that I do it the day of, depending uh-huh. on how, how it works out. And what I'll do is I'll just re, uh, refresh the cu- the customer what we agreed to.
0: Just kind of establish that we agreed that. Uh, now, John, wanna come out there, uh, do you remember? Do you remember what we were hoping to accomplish? Something right. like
1: that. Yes. Yeah. And you know what? They always remember. Oh I yeah,
0: I know, Rick. I know. I know. <laughs> so yes or no. Right? Yes yeah. or no.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah. If 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 I like what you're gonna say, or if I don't like what you're gonna get, a yes or a no. Yeah. All right. I'm not gonna get that. that I think about a thing. All
0: right. right? No. Now let's talk about. Uh, you know, so now you get the door, and, they, and let's say you haven't met the wife yet, because let's say it's the husband was on the call first, or the other wife was on the call first. Now you're going to meet the second spouse. You ever had that situation where you're on the call with the first person. Now you're going to meet both people. Right. And now you meet the second person for the first time. Do you bring that decision thing up to them at all, or absolutely? You,
1: I had, I just, you know, uh, you know, Claire, just so you know, me and John had agreed that I'm going to come back and make this presentation, and if you like what I say. You know, if you don't like what I say, what are
0: you going to say, Claire? Oh, she said, I guess no. <laughs>
1: All right. If you like what I say, what are you going to say?
0: Yeah, yes, we'll go ahead with it then. Yeah.
1: All right, good. All right, that's uh, just what that was the agreement that we had. So I appreciate. that. Hey, do you
0: find that sometimes that maybe they've they've already been primed like? Uh, by the time they get, they feel like they're going to definitely make a decision, that, that decision is probably going to be yes now at that point.
1: Right. Oh uh, Yeah. At the, yeah most if, of the time. if
0: you can get people to agree with that and you're going to go back and make that thing and everybody knows what's going on, right? Uh, it's pretty funny, isn't it? Because it's like uh, what people have said is like, this guy's going to be good. You're going to like him. You're going to like this guy, right? And, right, uh, yeah. So, so kind, of, kind of they're kind of championing you because they don't want to have to tell you no and they realize you are one of the better, more functional people. And so they, they're kind of prompting their wife or prompting their husband to say uh you know that you know, you're going to like this guy. He's uh, he's he's different than the other guys. You know, right?
1: And and I I hear that quite a bit. Oh boy, you're so much more professional than the other people. And I think also what I, it's not only that that makes it work is that by using your system of giving them six or seven different options, uh-huh. you know, most of the time my bottom option is very close to what everybody else's was anyway. Uh-huh. So you know, now that I'm the last one there. And I've given them every option, including options they'd already received from somebody else. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for them to call back anybody else but me.
0: Right, right. So, have you ever done a thing now, Rick? Now everybody's agreed to make a decision. Now, so now you make your presentation and you give them all the six options, or or however many options you're going to give. Let's say at least at least six options. And now at the end of the call, they're like, "Oh my goodness, this is this is good, but uh, man, I want to think about this." And and now, now you kind of see the wheels turn, right, right after you exactly. sometimes do it. Sometimes they just go ahead and just choose the thing, right? and, and that's what they do, right? Right. And sometimes they, they go, the wheels start turning, the gears start grinding, right? Right. Have you ever heard it where they're going, oh, my goodness, what did I tell you I was going to do today or right. something like that?
1: Right. Well, I sometimes they say, well, you know, we, you've given us so much information, we really have to think about it. Oh. Well, now, at that point, I take the point of view that it's my – Responsibility to help them think about it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say to them, "Well, which one are you thinking about?" Mm-hmm. And they'll, uh, "This top one here is this the one you think about? Oh no, that. But all right, well, let's get rid of that one then. Mm-hmm. Now which one did you like?" And so, so I. So
0: they say something like, "Well, I probably like that third one there, that right?" That
1: third one. All right, what what'd you like about that?
0: Well, that's got the two-year warranty and it's got the. I mean, it's still got the good equipment, but it's only got the two-year warranty, or one-year warranty actually. One-year service and two years of warranty. I mean, I could probably live with that. I'm only, okay. only going to be here for five years, Rick.
1: Okay, yeah. So, what else did you like about it?
0: Well, I like they still got the humidifier and stuff like that, and the dehumidifier, and that's nice too. So, yeah, I like that. I actually, like that one.
1: You know, I have ones that are lower here. What, you 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 don't want to look at those? Or no, no,
0: that? I don't want that. I don't that's... want that.
1: So what I'm doing, Joe, is I'm helping them think about it. Um, You know, instead of just them saying, yeah, I want to think about it, and I pick up my bag and leaving,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know what I mean? It's now I've stayed there because they did say they are going to make a decision. Mm-hmm. So now together we're thinking about it. I'm not letting, you know, I'm I'm, I'm directing them back towards the options that they were given. Right. And so every time they say they want to think about it, I help them thinking about it by staring them back to the options I gave them until. Right. And every time I do that, you can only do that so many times before they say yes.
0: Well, you know what? It's like, isn't it just good service to help people think about it? I mean, let's face it. If people are thinking about it, there's two things you can do. Either You could do bad service and just walk away and leave. Right. Or you could do good service, and good service is always to help people, right? right? Right.
1: And obviously, that's better service because I know a lot more about the products and the systems than they do. Right. You know, so I'm going to leave them uh, to try to figure it out on their own. That's that's not very helpful.
0: I think I think that, that word serve and the word service is what it's all about, isn't it, that uh, – that's the root word of the word service is to is to serve. And if you're really there to serve, that means that you are there to uh, you're, you're there to help, and you're not there to just walk away or act like you're on the you know you know what most salespeople I think the biggest problem is Rick. I think they find they find themselves acting like they're on the opposition team. Right. As if we're not on the same page as the customer, as if uh, it's me versus the customer, and it's not, is it? Right. No. A good salesperson is me, me with the customer, and me. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to abandon you if you're going to think about it. Let's go ahead and think about it, right?
1: Right, exactly. Let's,
0: let me help you think about it. And so, which one do you like there? I mean, what's what's so good about that one? You know, right. well, let's get rid of the first option. I don't like that first one. You're not going to like. I mean, that's too much money. Let's face it, right? Right. And then uh, you're helping them. You're helping them get rid of options, helping them focus down. And then you're kind of giving them a soft landing. Do you ever kind of feel that soft landing? I mean, when I say that, I really mean it. It's like a lot of times people just like, yeah, yeah, I think we we'll probably just go with that second one. And they kind of like kind of feather themselves in there. They kind of sit on a pillow, right?
1: Right, and that's what's so powerful about the six different, different options. There was many times before I used your system that uh-huh. I knew these people were right on the edge, uh-huh. and, I, and I just didn't know how to push them over. Right. And all you need is a little nudge.
0: Right, just like one more sentence. Have you found yourself like one more sentence away? That right,
1: I, like I, you know, and sometimes I would, I would would work for me in the past. I, I don't know if it was always the right thing, but I would make an excuse to make myself absent. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, and that would give them some time to think about it, and I'd come back. A lot of times they would make it, but this way is so much better because disconnecting from the customer isn't good service. That's true. Right. So by me just redirecting them back to different options, it, it it's that each I have up up to six times I can do that now uh-huh. to push them into uh, helping them think about which one they want to want want to take.
0: Yeah, to to guide them to kind of guide them into the dock, right? Right. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's not about forcing or crashing the boat in the dock. It's right. about the. It's about letting them kind of feather themselves in there and just kind of float to float to the ed- edge of the pier, right? You don't Correct. you don't you don't gotta kind of slam your boat into the pier. You gotta just uh, let it kind of let the waves kind of pull you that direction, right? Correct. And that's it's kind of like that feeling too, isn't it? You're having a, I mean, do not you find that it's like as opposed to back in the old days where you felt like you had the, you know, it's like you, you kind of spray and pray and you hope it's gonna go and you hope right. it sticks, and <laughs> now you just have a little patience and let uh, let people find their way, right? Right. Now, Rick, what's the challenge of you know, salespeople when it gets busy. Because let's face it, you know, when it gets to be like 90 degrees out there, there's going to be all kinds of opportunities. But we just talked about a very patient way of doing this, right? We just talked about how much patience it takes to still let people find their way. And don't right. you think that sometimes your lack of patience might be a problem? That uh, that it might turn into an issue. That if uh, if we don't, if we aren't patient, that we could uh, uh, lose people.
1: Right. Absolutely. You know, if you try to cut corners. Now, what the good thing is usually when it gets hotter out. It' naturally directs people to be ready to make a decision quicker anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, but there's still you still can't take a shortcut i mean if it gets busy and they're not ready to make a decision today, you know the the company we owe it to the company to get a yes or a no from that customer, not to just to, to go out there and make a visit I uh, want on you know so if, if if we're gonna go out there and they're not ready to give us a yes or a no, then really we have to we have to schedule the time to come back and do do diligence to do that second
0: call. So you're saying the company has an investment and you take that you take that investment seriously at the fact they've invested in money to get that phone to ring and to right. get something to happen. right You and take really that seriously. Really? It's
1: for me not to treat that lead that I've been giving responsibility because I have a lot of them. Mhm.
0: Yeah, that's that's interesting. It's like a lot of, like a lot of people throw that away and feel like uh you know, it's like a thro- it's kind of like a lead is just a throw throwaway. It's not something they they feel like is of any value. They lose that they lose sight of the value of that, of that lead and how much right. took to get how much took to get that phone to ring right
1: right and that's the point i don't I don't feel as though I owe the company a yes on every call, but i do i do um owe them some disposition of a yes or a no
0: that is uh i think that's forward because I think that's uh if everybody could just think about that and think about how if you can say something start think about how I gotta get a yes and start thinking about how I need to get uh what do you call it instead of a yes I need to get just the decisions really I'm looking for right right right. Well, good. That's that's awesome. So let's talk a little bit about um, uh, we're moving forward with the call. You get the thing done, and people are deciding about it, and they're doing that stuff. So the second call is about uh, about getting decisions, and once decisions are now to reaffirm the decision at the end to make sure you kind of you kind of give it back, right? To make sure people have a exactly, chance to give it back.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, I I always say to them, um, you know, I had I gave you a lot of different decisions today, and you picked the gold package or the upper upper middle package. And I had given you some of these other packages. Are you sure that this is the one you want? Uh-huh. You know, I'll just offer, you know, are you comfortable with everything that I've talked about and everything you've decided on? And just an opportunity to give them to, if there's any any bumps in the road that could possibly come up after you leave, it's much better to address them now. Right. And get them out in the open. Mm hmm. And... I do that.
0: Okay. Right. All right. Well, let's, let's, let's open the phone lines. I'd be out there. We have, we have, quite, few, we have quite, quite, quite a few people on the line right now. We have some open the lines with some people who might want to make some comments or who, want, who might want to uh, uh, ask some questions. I mean, I got some pe- I got somebody from a three, what's, what's 301-262-3563. Who's that out there? That's uh, David Gordon, Bowie, Maryland. Hi, David. How you doing? Pretty good. Did you have any comments or uh, nice to meet you? I don't, I, met, I don't think i met you before. Have I? Yeah, I just uh, joined... Uh, um, what the, not the platinum level, but the one below that, or something? Oh, okay, Over cool. Yeah, I've uh, got a question on the six levels that you're talking about. How different are the six the, between the six levels? What's the difference between them? A dollar level, a comfort well, factor. Well, let's let's, uh, let's let's talk about that a little bit, um, David, and Rick. Rick can expand on this too. But I just want to kind of illustrate one thing about those six options. That if you if you look at those options on a graph, you want to make sure that. The top option of course the top option is the most premium and of course the highest investment. And the lowest option would be the you know, the more economical or cheaper option, right? You're gonna have something that's gonna be the lowest thing you have down there. And there's gonna be ones in the middle. So if you look looked at a graph, you'd see the left hand side being the highest option would be, you know, the highest one, the lowest one would be down at the bottom, and there'd be like a smooth a smooth line going down to the bottom. It wouldn't it wouldn't be a steep drop. You wouldn't what you wanna make sure you don't do is you don't want to have a steep drop off between like the first option shouldn't be if it's twenty four thousand dollars for a first option, let's say it's five thousand for the last option. Right. You want to make sure that there's twenty four thousand, let's say something like nineteen thousand, uh, you know, something like fifteen or fourteen nine, then there's probably something like eleven or something like uh you know eight or something like six and probably something like four or whatever. So so basically you got something where it kind of smoothly <clears throat> declines with certain price points. Right. the, the reason for that is that uh, allows people to feel like they're looking at the whole catalog right now. Basically, and basically they are too. I mean, you're seeing the finest and you're at the top, and you're seeing the most economical or the cheapest thing at the bottom, right? Right. Rick, what do you think about that?
1: Yeah, that's exactly exactly how it is. I mean, and a you know, really good thing about doing it that way is when, it, when it, whenever you show them the highest option, uh... everything you show them after that is better. Uh, you know, so they it's,
0: get it's, or it's more of a hero, but from, right. from a price point. From a price point, once you show, once you show them the first option, then every option after that, you become kind of a pricing hero. Right. right. The, fir- the first one they're freaked out about because oh my god, twenty thousand yeah. dollars, and then oh next one oh it's only fifteen. I, I can see that, and then pretty soon that that seven thousand dollar option looks positively cheap right. at that point.
1: Compared to just coming out with a seven thousand dollar
0: option. Right. That, that's a good question, David. I think that also the last option, Rick. Don't you agree? The last option should be somewhere close to where the other your competitors' highest option is.
1: Right. Exactly. I, I call it my economy option. I uh, say so this is my economy option here, and I and I show them that, and you know I, I can see it in their eyes saying, oh yeah, that's that's the that's what everybody else is pretty much offering me. Yeah. And so what that does also is that it, it puts all your competition in a, in a, in the economy class. Calls
0: them economical,
1: yeah. Right, exactly. So now they're looking at you and all the other options you you um, offered them as being a much better quality all the way through because you offered them. The other people were for were either scared to offer them or didn't think they deserved it. Right. The, the better equipment. So.
0: Did right. just Does that answer the question, David. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and, and the lowest option, uh, what, what happens is if people start looking at the low option. They're going, yeah, that's pretty much where everybody else is at. You know, like okay. I had one guy who was in Oregon when I was working with him, and he said, uh, he said you know, you, the top option was like fifteen thousand, the lowest option was like four thousand. He was like, you know, you, you know, you know, dollars four thousand. Goes, these prices are way higher than everybody else. I said, all the prices are higher. He goes, well, no, just the uh, top ones, but the bottom ones about where everybody else is at. Right. And I'm like, yeah, okay. So we, what should we do? Right. And then he goes, yeah, let's go with the thirteen thousand hour job. Right. And so, uh, because nobody else is offering, so, 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 what? Do you, so I want everybody to understand that what, are, what we're really doing when we have the top option or those options there, we're differentiating that nobody else is doing that off- option, right? Right. right. right we will tell you something. Else. I think I told you. I say, I'm not sure. I brought this up last week where we had our first two total immersion people going head to head on a call, and uh, they both had nineteen thousand dollars options for electrical panel. You know, <laughs> and the customer sense that they go, "Are you guys both trained from the same person?" And they go, "Yeah, yeah, I think we were, yeah." Yeah. And so uh, it was funny. The one guy, the guy who was a little bit higher, got the job, believe it or not, because yep. the customer, customer felt if I'm going to buy something for eighteen thousand nine 18, hundred, I'll buy something for nineteen thousand five hundred and
1: stuff. Right, it's probably better.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So, uh, anybody else out there? We got any comments? We got David. Thanks, thanks, David, for chiming in. I appreciate that. Sure. Anybody else we have out there? Anybody else? We have some. I some guys from San Diego. It looks like who's, who's out there from San Diego? They aren't going to talk, or they're talking, listening. They don't want, they don't want to talk. they shy. Anybody else out there? All right. Well, I think we're going to pretty much call. I think it's only half an hour, but I think we're going to go ahead and uh, uh, call it, Rick. I don't know if unless she has anything you want to talk about right now. No, no,
1: just,
0: that's fine. I think we'll. Uh, I had kind of a long day today, so I think we're going to end it in about a half an hour and uh, call it in about 30 minutes here and. Uh, unless anybody else has got anything else they want to hear about right now. But uh I appreciate it then Rick and uh all the rest of you guys who joined in here. And uh go ahead and we're gonna call we're gonna call at this point and right. uh thanks a lot for coming in and we'll see you every next week. Next week we'll uh, I'll I'll announce a little earlier. I didn't announce it to the list this week we have we have still about fifteen people on here but uh you know we'll we'll go ahead and announce it to the list next week a little bit earlier and see if we can get more people on the thing. All
1: right, thanks nice for talking to you Joe. All
0: right have a good one guys. Go ahead, bye bye. Bye.